Hello, my name is Gareth Rafferty and welcome back to the 11th chapter of my podcast, Building From The Bottom. Last week on chapter 10, we looked at where to find advice and I gave you guys a few places in which if you're starting a business, um, you could look at these websites in order to find information which current entrepreneurs and business specialists um, have provided information for you guys to go and check out. I also talked about um, one one particular topic that came up after talking to a person that I met on LinkedIn which was why am I doing my podcast and how do I hold myself accountable to doing the podcast every week and that was a really interesting topic so if you want to hear that go back and listen to chapter 10 building from the bottom moving on to this week my name is Gareth Rafferty and this is chapter 11 building from the bottom jumping straight into Monday the 20th of August 2018 I had an evening meeting to prepare for on Sunday night um, ready for the Monday night um, which was the evening meeting and this was held at a a local hotel that is quite close to where I live ready for this two-day training that I was delivering on Tuesday and Wednesday I don't really have evening meetings unless I'm meeting with people from America um, through Skype but this was a physical meeting where we met at about 6pm and we spoke about what we were doing over the two days, training and also what we need to know about each other and basically getting to know each other before going in to deliver two days of training. It was quite nice because it even included a meal and that was paid for which I mean who doesn't love free food and it was quite nice because I'd briefly met um, one of the people before and then the other person I was working with I had spoke to through email and we had sent several back and forth emails and text messages so meeting them face to face was quite nice and getting to know them um, and learn about why they did the training and how long they had been doing the training was also quite nice to hear and this training for me it's quite a personal topic which I will be talking about later on in this podcast so if any of you guys are um, doing a training event for a few hours or maybe one or two days I would definitely recommend if you haven't met the people before to meet the day before or the evening before just to chat and let each other know things that may be a problem during that training event just so that you're fully prepared and aware of what's going on with each other ready for that training event. So that's a small piece of advice I'll give you guys if you are looking at delivering training in the future. 
Another thing that was on my mind on Monday was prioritisation. And this came into my mind after having a brief conversation with my mentor um, and talking about my post-it notes. So for those of you that don't know, part of my morning routine is to either look at my post-it notes that I write down, which have some of the things I want to do on there. Well, all of the things I want to do um, are on my podcast, are on my post-it notes, sorry, um, and I refer back to them on a on a daily basis, and just look at what I want to achieve in that day. And for a while now, quite a few of those post-it notes haven't been ripped off and chucked in the bin because I haven't completed them. So I need to work on prioritization, and rather than just doing any old task actually focusing on the tasks that I need to do in order to see the progression that I'm making because often seeing the progression you're making can have a larger impact on how productive you're going to be in the upcoming days, weeks, months. And some of these positive notes are more important than others. Some of them I want to do more than others and then there is some which are more long term and I literally write down one thing per post-it and then stick it up on my cupboard in the kitchen so every morning I'll come in and I will end up doing washing up after breakfast so as I go in for my breakfast I will see it there on the cupboard and then while I'm washing up I'll see it and whenever I go to get food I will see my goals which helps me to stay focused stay focused and my mentor told me that maybe I should pick out two post-it notes and have one focus for the morning and then the other post-it note I'll focus on in the afternoon just to get them closer to being completed which I'm going to work on in the future because I think that's quite a good idea the third point I've got down for Monday is being open to people and being sorry being open to people being how you didn't predict them to be by your first judgment and by this I mean everyone judges a book by its cover you may not judge everybody and you probably occasionally um might not even judge people straight away it might take a bit longer but as humans we generally make an initial judgment of someone and a lot of the time our judgment can be wrong so being open to our judgment being wrong and you could judge someone thinking that you won't get on with them but then be open to getting on with them because you may judge someone and think that you're not compatible and you're not going to be friends just by the way that they act. But once you get to know them, you can actually be the best of friends and get on a lot more than what you expect. So that was just a little thing that I was thinking about in regards to judgment 
and judging a book by its colour, as people say. Jumping straight into Tuesday, the 21st of August. This is the two-day um, training event I was talking about. This event is called Total Respect Training. And I've been delivering this training for about two years now. But on Tuesday and Wednesday, it was the first days where... I've delivered the train the trainer course. Usually I just deliver the course where we genu generally speak to adults um, and professionals that are working with young people such as teachers, counsellors, um, that sort of thing, Th those sort of roles, even social workers sometimes as well and getting them to think more about young people's views and more specifically young people in care and that's what I was training people to be able to train people on Tuesday and Wednesday and at the when I was delivering this training um, the train the trainer is what we call it I found well there was a lot of young people there usually two to three young people per adult and the adults were there to support them mainly um, but they still got involved and had fun during this training session and so the age range of the young people was from about 13 to about um, 22 23 and everyone had different things going on in their lives all of which have been in foster care, just like me. And it was nice to meet so many people that wanted to make a change and wanted professionals and had strong feelings about professionals, understanding their views more. And so I thought I'd tell you a bit about that training, um, as I just have. The actual point that I wrote down in my diary was learning things from people that you didn't expect to learn from so personally i don't usually learn from people that are younger however it's something that i'm working on because there's lots of young people that are actually really inspiring and it's great to hear their views and opinions so that's really interesting to see and I, I always find that young people have huge goals and a lot of the time as they grow up their goals get smaller and smaller and I don't think that's any fault of their own but that's a completely different story and I do public speak on that quite often um, on, the, on that topic. Just to change the subject a little bit um, and tell you exactly where I am at this moment in time, I'm sitting on the floor in a box room with a tripod holding up my phone recording this podcast and it's literally a vid um, a an audio recorder that I downloaded off the Android app store and it's just recording and 
you don't need to be sitting in a particular place. I'm sitting on the floor in a box room where there's lots of books and different boxes um, because no one, no one stays in this room. So you don't need any particular equipment to do this. And I don't use any particular equipment besides a one pound tripod that I bought from Primark. Um, yeah, so I thought I'd tell you about exactly where I am at the moment in time. And it's about, it's about 20 past three in the afternoon on Sunday, the 26th of August. Anyways, back into the points I wrote in my diary. Um, on Tuesday, Tuesday the 21st of August, um, I wrote down mentors. And how do you know if your mentor is right for you? Um, I don't know whether any of you guys have had mentors before that are that may help you, but they don't. Um, they help you, but they just give you the answers, whereas you really want someone that will help you, but not necessarily give you the answers. They will just point you in the right direction, and I find that someone that points you in the right direction is generally a better person to have because you will learn whilst trying to find that information or the answer that you're looking for um, and personally I would say a good mentor lets you do it yourself and learn whilst you're doing it because the majority of people learn whilst they are doing things so ironing may seem very very simple but, and you can learn about it and read books about it, but you won't fully learn until you go out and iron a pair of trousers and burn it for the first time. And it's from those little mistakes in which you fully learn how to do individual things. Riding a bike is another great example. You can't teach someone how to balance you can try and teach someone how to ride a bike but they won't fully be able to ride the bike unless they give it a try and they will fall off several times over and over and over again um, and they may cry and they may get angry but at the end of it the majority of people learn from doing and um, I use riding a bike because I remember how happy I was when I, the first time that I didn't fall off the bike and I could let go of the wall and I was riding down a hill and the sense of accomplishment and achievement I found was amazing. Jump, moving straight on into Wednesday the 22nd of August. Um, I had done my business plan. My business plan is pretty much done. I only have a finance page and a problem solution page. The finance page is happening next week where I'm going to be meeting a managing director of my local council who I've networked with and became friends with. And he used to be an accountant and hence he is, he is helping me with my finance section of my business plan. Um, but besides that, 
Wednesday morning I woke up and um, I delivered the training and then I, I realised after the training I was still in the mood to work and by this time it was about half six in the evening and I sat there and I thought to myself so I've done my business plan but what now? Um, because for me when starting a business initially you know straight away got to do a business plan but then I didn't really have any clear structure of what to do after the business plan and especially not having internet um, um, because of internet issues that I have been facing um, I thought what can I actually do in the evening because businesses are shut I can't really call people, I don't have internet, so what can I do? And I spoke to my mentor a few days later and filled the point in. He said, at the moment in time, it sounds like you're not ready to go out and physically go and do business. Um, and that sounds like a really harsh point. And at the moment that he said it, it was quite harsh. But he said he would recommend to me to go back, have a physical process, such as a flowchart that I can go through every time I try and get a new customer um, and start going through that process and writing down a flowchart of things I will go through in order to get a customer and get them from the initial meeting stage right through to being an ongoing paying client. And we spoke about different ways in order to do that. But I think the best way for me is going to be a flowchart. A flowchart is a series of steps, usually in a bubble. And if a person says one thing, um, you'll follow that line that way. If someone says another, then you'll follow another line. Such as, do you eat breakfast? There'll be a line saying yes and a line saying no. If you do eat breakfast, you'll follow the yes line. If you don't eat breakfast, you'll follow the no line. And then you'll have another step and you go from there and keep following the lines and the answers. Just for those of you that may not know what a flowchart is, I thought I'd do a little bit of an explanation. Um, so that's something I'm going to be working on, looking at process, um, the process of doing things. Initially, I thought I would need to sort out all of the, the formal stuff, as I like to call it, and the boring things, from my personal opinion. Um, I don't enjoy writing out contracts, writing out terms and conditions, writing out disclaimers, those sort of things. And I thought that was the next step, but I didn't have any idea of how to tackle that. So I'm trying to meet people on LinkedIn and ask that question on LinkedIn to see if anyone can help me. Um, and I believe, I honestly believe that that will help me to become more confident when delivering a sales pitch um, to gain a client. And I've also this week been looking at script selling and how to portray yourself 
over the phone, on a Skype call, face-to-face, etc. And how to sell a service as opposed to selling a product. Because there's a huge difference between selling a service and, se- and selling a product. <laughs> the next point, still staying on Wednesday, the 23rd, the 22nd of August, sorry, um, is it's very difficult trying to strive in an underperforming place. Um, now, I'll explain this. Recently, I've been feeling quite negative and I always let a light shine through because even when I'm negative, I know that positivity is coming because everyone has their ups and downs everyone some days you just might not feel as happy as the day before and the way i approach that is even when you're sad continuing to put a smile on your face and if you wake up and straight away you know that you're not feeling your best today smile that's the first thing i always try and do is smile if i'm not feeling that great in the morning And the reason I wrote down this point about an underperforming place is because exactly where I'm based, it feels like there's not much moving forward. Everyone's happy in their current situation. And I don't want that. I want to keep moving forward and progressing and getting better. But in my flat... Everywhere you look, it feels like there's negativity and there's no productivity and there's no work ethic and um, people wanting to work in that environment. And it's very, very difficult trying to strive for greatness and do lots of really hard work when you're in that situation. Don't get me wrong, I still do work hard. Um, and I still get a lot done but in comparison to when I was at Derby um, not just when I was at Derby but just in general of some of the different locations I've been in um, this has definitely got to be one of the the least productive areas I've been in Um, so the reason I wrote this down was because I thought I could advise to you guys um, what 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 to do if you feel like you're in this situation um and i didn't realize this could happen until i thought about it in depth and i realized um and so the first thing i'd say to do is to try and move where you are so if you're If it's your house that you feel there's lots of negativity in, try and go to a library. Um, And even if the library is, you you still don't feel like you're moving forward in the library, then sit in a cafe such as a Starbucks or a Costa coffee. Um, And if if you feel negative there and you honestly can't find anywhere where you can have a strong work ethic, then I would advise um maybe moving out move locations of where you're living to find somewhere where you 
feel more productive and you feel like you can get work done and be productive and build something there. So that is my advice for Wednesday the 22nd of August. Moving on to Thursday the 23rd of August. Um, I finished my book just as I said I would last week. Um, I predicted that I would finish on Thursday and I happened to finish on Thursday and that was really amazing to finish that book. Um, so I, th I thought I would announce that to you guys. It felt great for me because it's the first official book that I finished in this in this start of reading, in this habit of reading that I'm trying to build. Um, so that was great for me because it's the first book um, I've read in personal development and I found it really, really great. And the one thing I particularly liked about my morning routine book is that at the end you have one side of a page um, which has a few statistics on about the average time that all of the people they interviewed slept. Um, it also had the average of people that had breakfast in the morning, people that drank water when they got up, people that checked their email first thing, checked their phone first thing, etc. And I thought that was really useful to see. It even had average bedtimes, which was pretty cool to find out what time the average successful person goes to bed. And I believe, I think it was something silly like 10.37. Um, but I would need to check that statistic. But I would definitely recommend My Morning Routine book by Benjamin Spall and Michael Alexander. Straight to the next point, still on Thursday the 23rd. Um, meetings, meetings, meetings. On, when, on Thursday, I had um, two meetings. One with a person named Simon Doucette, who I've been on a Zoom call with before. And another one with a guy named David Calvert, who I met on Twitter. We moved our communication to LinkedIn and we got chatting and decided to Zoom. I'm going to start by talking about Simon and then I'll talk about David Calvert a little bit later on. So Simon Doucette, he's a, a, a French guy, lives in France. And after speaking to him about a month or two ago, um, he's also 19, by the way, and he's trying to build, um, he's trying to build something. And we decided together we would build a community of young people that are under 25 and so we decided how can we monitor this so we thought a hashtag hashtags were started because people wanted to start building communities and groups and so we decided use the hashtag hashtag u25 with the letter u and then the numbers two five and from that we decided we would use a group as well and add the people to this group and so we now have a group of about 11 people which are all striving to build something amazing and 
it's great that we have this community. However, I thought that we need to think of more of a long-term strategy due to it already being flooded of lots of people linking their posts just to try and try and get likes, shares and comments, etc. And so we had this discussion about how we can build this community in the long term. And we thought, set some boundaries of which we can do things. So tell people they're only allowed to share a post if it's extremely special to them. For example, they're starting a new podcast um, and they need as much coverage as possible. Um, but if not, they're only allowed to post one link in the group per two weeks or a month. And so we became settled on this point that we want to take out people sharing links as much as possible because even though they may provide value, we don't want people just in the group begging for likes and comments. And so um, in the next few weeks, we're going to be making a few changes to this community that we are building. Um, and we will be discussing with the other nine people in this group, besides me and Simon, um, to see what people think about U25 so far and what ideas they have about building this community in the future. And also why they think they are part of the community and what it is for, just to see um, what people's views are on this community and what people think they should be getting out of it. Yeah. Um, also, we want to see whether what they perceive it as is what we want it to be perceived as. Just like a business, really. We need to build a good reputation, which is what we're working on. Also on Thursday, the 23rd of August, I had very loud thoughts about the future. Um, thinking about the different things I want to achieve in the future and how the future is going to pan out. Um, and I think this was, it wasn't intentional, it just came into my mind and then I started thinking a lot. Um, thinking about kind of the little details such as um, where I want to be living in five years time, ten years time and where I want my journeys to go and that's something I'll continue to think about and it's always on my mind because I want to make sure that I'm making the correct decisions now so that in 5, 10, 15, maybe even 50 years time I don't want to be looking back and regretting and wondering whether I made it the wrong decision. Because I'm really, really scared that that will happen, which I'm trying to avoid. But obviously you can't avoid everything. so. I'm just trying to make all of the best decisions for now so that in the future 
if I make the best decision now in the future I won't regret it because I will know that in that situation it was the best decision for me that's my approach to life at the moment straight on to Friday 24th of August um, things and people change and life is all about adapting you never know when a problem will arise and it's all about how you adapt to that change and how you um, approach change and there was a famous quote from I think it was Albert Einstein um, about change and saying that you need to be able to adapt to change I can't remember the specific quote um, but it was all about adaption and change and how adapting to change is crucial um, to be happy because if you're not very flexible and something changes and you can't adapt to that change then it can make your life very difficult for a very long time until you accept change. I've just realised I've said change about ten times in the past sentence. Let's change that. Let's move on to the next point. Perceptions. So, this came into my head after seeing a video of what looked like a dog sleeping. And for those of you that are into dogs, it was a pug. A small, tiny dog sleeping on the floor, looking really happy in thought. And then a person comes along with a spoon puts it on top of the dog and then slices down the dog and if you're very sensitive this could have made you look away and be shocked but it turned out that the dog wasn't a real dog it was just a sand figure of a dog sleeping a very good sand figure to be honest and so I thought about life and how life is just like a beautiful dog sleeping. Sometimes something can seem really, really amazing um, and really, really cute and fun. But then it can happen to be something else that brings you the most happiness overall. And so I think that you need to be flexible and be and enjoy what you're doing currently because sometimes you will get to your goal which you've been waiting ages for and it may not be as satisfactory as um, what you think or thought it would have been initially and so um, thinking about that point along your journey you will meet people um, but don't just push people out of your journey because you're on your way to reach your goal. Let them in and enjoy the process that you have, but also still strive towards your goal. Um, because goals change a lot and um, the process is often more satisfactory than the final end goal that you reach. Um, so if 
a friend comes into your life um, or just a, a person comes into your life enjoy the process with them um, but then if it comes to that stage where they, they want they want to move across the country um, then still stay in contact um, but don't hold them back because everyone's got their own goals and their own paths and sometimes it it can affect you to let that person go um, but I would definitely say it's part of growing and on the flip side of that don't stop people from coming into your life because you're too focused on the end goal and I think that says what it needs to say still on Friday no I've just mentioned my Friday point okay um, going on to Saturday the 25th of August yesterday um, for me um, this is an interesting point that I pointed out on my social media platforms um, and a point that came into my head literally just by going to a local shop and needing needing a product now the products that I needed was batteries batteries to put in a remote control and it made me think about life and batteries batteries always have a lot of energy until they die and sometimes you can recharge a battery but over time all batteries die and then you need to get a replacement and this really made me think about life and life is like a battery sometimes you will have really high energy which you think is the highest just like buying a super heavy duty Kodak battery and you may feel that in that moment that you have lots and lots of energy another time that may slowly die and then just like a battery you can recharge and you happen to feel like you have a lot of energy again but it's just not quite as much as what it was initially whether that be a few days ago a few months ago weeks whatever um, it may not feel as satisfactory um, just like a battery when you recharge it doesn't always have the same amount of lasting time as the battery before you recharged it and then just like buying a new battery um, you may have a sudden huge outburst of energy one morning when you wake up and it's just like when you scrap that Kodak super heavy duty battery and decide to get a Duracell extra life battery which then has even more energy than initially when you thought you had lots of energy and I think the point I'm trying to make is that you may seem like you have a lot of energy now but then in the future you may have less energy but in the long term future you may have twice as much and 
what, I, what I'm going to relate this to is when I was in secondary school, um, for those of you in America um, or other countries where the education system works different, um, I was about 15 and I thought when I went home and was doing and was doing lots and lots of homework that I was working really really hard but now when I look back I wasn't working that hard because I still had several hours every night to play Xbox and have fun um, and I still have time to have fun now however I have fun in different ways but I still find it quite amazing that at that moment you may feel that like you have lots of energy but when you look back it's not as much because of some of the the things that have changed um, throughout your life that can make you a lot more productive so that was my really interesting thought that I had before going to the pound store to get a pack of batteries sometimes people aren't what they seem people will come into your life and seem like they are amazing but then as time goes on you can start to get annoyed or feel irritated or anxious around them and in their presence and this point kind of links to my other point about being adaptable and um, things changing in life and adapting to um, people. So just being able to adapt and understanding that everyone is on their own path and being their own individual um, can really affect your life. There is another point I wanted to mention for Saturday. However, I want to leave it till the end. I'm now going to talk about that conversation I had with David Calvert on Thursday. Just because I decided to reorder today. Because when I had a Zoom call with David, it really made me think um, about... A thought that people have been, well, something that people have been mentioning to me and I never know how to approach it. It's a positive point, but I, I still never know how to approach um, or answer when this person says this comment. Now, uh, quite a few people have said to me, you're going to be really successful one day and I look forward to seeing your journey on how you get there. And... I say thank you and I really do feel really, really happy when people say that to me. But then I also think that if I do not happen to be the successful people that they are expecting me to be, does that mean that they will look down on me? And I never know how to react because um, it's not that I feel negative towards them or towards this statement that they're saying but I also don't feel overly happy I just feel kind of in the middle and I never know how to react 
or how to reply to people when they say that. Um, usually I'll just say thank you or I hope so, but I never really know how to react. Just like the journey, I never really know. Um, I, I Personally looking back, I, I never really know what I'm doing. I just take lots of opportunities and then it happens to take me on a path. And I do have somewhere I want to go and I do have goals. But I also take lots of opportunities. And the majority of the time, these opportunities lead to more and it ends up positively impacting me in the future. So another piece of advice I would give is to take as many opportunities as possible because you don't know who you'll meet and some of the other things that you will gain besides just that one opportunity. This week I had a really, what I found quite a difficult decision. What book to read next? After finishing my morning routine, I was stuck between knowing whether to read The Creative Curve by Alan Gannett or to read Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk, also known as Gary V. The Creative Curve is all about how to harness creativity so that you can gain cre creative moments whenever you need them and Crushing It is all about business. Um, and less about personal growth and I was really interested to see what my LinkedIn um, what my LinkedIn connections thought about this topic um, and, I, and I asked and lots of people said that the creative curve will be the best book for me to read and that business books are great but you personally need to have the the strength within yourself and the knowledge within yourself in order to build a business. And so if you happen to be building a business or listening to this um, whilst thinking about building a business, start to work on your personal growth by reading personal growth books such as My Morning Routine, um, or The Creative Curve by Alan Gannett, um, which is the book I have started to read. And Friday, I had an off day. I decided not to read that morning. But Saturday and today, the 26th of August, I have decided to read this book. And so far, I think I'm on chapter two. And... Well, I think I'm on chapter two or I'm on chapter three. Just started chapter three, I think. And it's a really, really interesting book and it gets you thinking a lot and keeps your mind thinking and alive. And it's a really, really nice read. So far, I find it really um, intellectually stimulating and it gets me to think about creativeness and my approach to creativeness and it's great to hear some of the case studies that are going to be upcoming in this book um, and I'm looking forward to that and I really like the way that it flows while I'm reading because it makes me not want to put the book down um, 
I do still put it down after about 13 pages now, 13 to 14 pages, because um, that's roughly how many I read until I start to lose focus. Um, on the morning routine, on my morning routine book, that was 10 pages. This book, it's 13 to 14. Um, so it varies. But at the moment, I'm reading about 13 um, to 14 pages of this book per day. And as I said, it's, it's a great, easy book to read. And I would definitely recommend so far. I will keep you guys updated on this book. And finally, the last point of today um, is all about creating content. Now, you may be on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, um, Snapchat, whatever platform you're on, um, even Facebook. You will see people which look like huge content creators with a massive amount of following and a huge amount of people that are liking their their posts and commenting etc and getting huge engagement rates and you may think that to get to that position it is miles and miles away and that you're unable to get to that position now let me tell you a little little story um on linkedin let's look at linkedin um I've been on LinkedIn about two to three months now where I've been active on LinkedIn. So say about two to three months. Initially, um, to start filling out all of my content on my actual profile, I find it quite a lengthy process. But now I've finished that and I'm posting content, I do get a lot of engagement. I'm now on about 863 connections and I have quite a few people waiting for, for me to accept them to connect which I'm going to do when I have the chance but the way that I started creating content such as this podcast was literally I said to my LinkedIn audience at the time was probably about 100 people I said, as soon as I get my new mobile phone, I'm going to start video content. And so, a week later, my video, my, my phone came, and so did the video content. Because as soon as I got my phone, I posted to Twitter and to LinkedIn that I was starting LinkedIn video the next day, and that my phone had arrived. And so, first thing I did when I woke up that morning was film a video. I had not really done it before, but I jumped straight into it. People have laughed at me and will continue to laugh at me. Um, but don't let that stop you from creating content. As long as you're happy and you're making progress within yourself, that's all that matters. You don't need anything besides a mobile phone. You don't need a tripod. You don't need a funky camera. You don't need a massive microphone. As long as you have your mobile phone, that will do. Obviously, for things such as this podcast, it is quite nice to have a little microphone. You can get the mini ones which you can plug into your earphone jack on your mobile. Um, they cost um, a couple of pounds. 
but you don't need anything besides a mobile phone at the moment i'm only using my mobile phone i do have a tripod but i don't really use it because it holds my phone landscape but i want my phone portrait so i'm using it to hold my phone at the moment just while i record this podcast but i don't generally use it to film usually i hold it sometimes i shake sometimes there's wind but that's all part of my journey in becoming the person i want to become and in five years time i might have those pieces of equipment that will make my videos extra cool and i might have a videographer following me around filming everything i do but at this moment in time that's not achievable so just me having a mobile phone and filming what i can um, people appreciate it especially on linkedin nobody laughs everyone is there to enjoy your content and help you progress along the way and so to close this podcast i advise go and start a linkedin profile connect with me and i will support you along you along the way and i can advise you with people that will also help you um help you along the way and um, give you some tips and tricks to try out when creating content video content video content is amazing um i would definitely recommend some people do get really nervous and that's probably because they think people will laugh but especially on linkedin there's lots of support and so to close the podcast do something daring this week that you that will push you out of your comfort zone whether that's creating a one minute video or whether that's starting to put a routine in place and taking steps closer to your goal um, something that you've been putting off for a while maybe um, that you want to do but you've just been putting it off go out and do it Um, push yourself out of your comfort zone stop procrastinating and let's get the ball rolling on your journey no matter how old you are to be the person you want to become my name is Gareth Rafferty this is my chapter 11 of building from the bottom the date today is the 26th of August 2018 thank you all for listening and have an amazing week